Hello, Super Ballers. You're listening to the Lost episode with yours truly, New Haven Jeff, with Ryan, and we get my friend Dave on the phone. This is the one that we recorded on Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Uh, we had some technical difficulties that held up production, but finally releasing it to you guys, and it's uh, some pretty interesting stuff. I hope you enjoy it. We all had a good time recording it. Hope you have a fun time listening to it. Happy Black History Month. This comedy podcast is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. Oh man, I'm so high right now. Oh no. Oh no. Is this not going? Frank set us up for failure. Frank set us up for failure. We are here. Not live or not live? Not sure. If it is live, what's going on, people? Uh, This is... You got... New Haven Jeff in the trap with none other than Ryan, best co-host ever. Yeah, just a bunch of trappers, you know. That's right. We are talking into a laptop. We have a uh, we have a fancy mixer, just a couple, just a arm's length away that is locked away in full speed of full speed full speed ahead Frank's uh, filing cabinet, and we can't use it because he's an asshole and he didn't come to work. And he's too busy turning tricks in the CVS parking lot. Yeah, so, you know, we have about $300 worth of audio equipment. We just can't use it. No, <laughs> we're using we're using my laptop, and uh, we're both huddled around it like we're in uh, sixth grade, and we're, uh, you know, just a bunch of jamokes over here. Yeah, now I know how to cave, man, so when they discover fire. This is bullshit, but regardless, I'm glad to see you. Ryan, you're the man. It's always a fun time. Oh, of course. Uh, likewise, brother, likewise. Thank, thank you for coming in and dealing with the bullshit coming in anyway, even though, uh, you know, some people decided they're too good for that shit. And they're just uh, above it all. So yeah, I, I, thank, I thank you for being true to your word and being a real man and not being oh, scared to come on in and uh, battle through. Of course. You know, everybody can't be like Ryan. Most people are like Frank, you know, the scary <laughs> and whatnot. It is easier, right? It is easier to just give into a coding addiction and just turn tricks in a CVS parking lot and instead of going to work and instead of uh, taking care of your podcasting responsibilities. I don't blame them, man. It's just, you know, it's this... Uh, it's this uh, pervasive sort of lazy, sort of drug addicted uh, attitude that's plagued our generation in this country. Well, yeah, you know, like once you uh, have to revert to sucking feet for treats, then you know, the stuff happens. But I'm, we're not here to judge. We not, just hope Frank right? the best. Uh, he's probably suffering pneumonia in hospice right now. But you know, he, he's still the homie. Frank, if you're listening, we love you partially. Uh, we want you to come back on board as soon as possible too. Uh, I mean, we wish we wish all the best. We hope he gets over his foot sucking and uh, codeine addiction. And uh, yeah, we'll um, we'll light a candle. We'll say a prayer. We'll get a Kickstarter going, and uh, we will um, we will let you all know. Yeah, but knowing Frank, it probably won't go away. He'll probably still continue sucking feet. Not mine, of course, but you know, could be mine. I mean, we'll uh, I will we'll, hope not. We'll keep we'll keep the listeners posted. Now today, I did have something planned. But then some unnamed asshole threw a monkey wrench into that plan. <laughs> Today we were going to talk about the wealth gap in America. Uh, did Frank tell you about that at all? We were, the theme was going to be rich versus poor. No, we however, okay. I almost pulled a Frank because I feel like me being the same uh, complexion as Martin Luther, I wanted to stick it to the man and have them one workers short. But, you know, I said, F it, be professional. 
my black ass can come in and just show them I really don't care for them in person. That really is the uh, that really is the headline. I'm glad you brought that up because that is horseshit that they got us coming in today. We are in a, we're in a certain field where they use that as the excuse for telling us to come in on MLK Junior Day, which is a national holiday, bank holiday, <laughs> post office is closed, right? Everywhere. Like schools are not in session. And here we are. Here we are slaving away. Well, Frank is down in the CVS parking lot, giving a hand job to a 45-year-old man so he can get some cough syrup. But uh, yeah, I I really should have taken today off, man. I was thinking about it too, just because that just really me really too. Grinds my but gears. then once I realized when the day was, I was like, oh shit, this is closer than I thought. It was kind of too late, so I was like, eh. that that is what happened to me too. Because <laughs> Friday, I was like, I was looking over my shoulder all last week, just trying to listen in on like, what's the deal with that? Like, you know. And on Friday, some people asked, and I didn't hear nothing announced. So I was like, fuck, I think I got to come in. Then this morning, this morning on the train, on the way into work, I was like, maybe there's an outside chance that I get there and no one else is there, but no such luck. And the, um, the, the real shame is, it's like, I can't be like, oh, but I have all these Martin Luther King Jr. festivities. I was going to march in the parade. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna actually go down to my local shelter and like help some people. Like, no, nah, I mean, they'll call me on that bullshit every time. It's, yeah. yeah, honestly, I was planning on like helping um, the less fortunate today too. But I'm not gonna lie, not to sound like a dick, but they probably need to wait till it gets a little warmer. Because <laughs> right now, yeah, I'm, if Facts. I'm not at work, I'm at home. I'm yeah. sorry, I love y'all, but I I can't do it. It was what uh i think it was six degrees or like feels like six degrees on saturday i think yeah and then yesterday it was only like what 15 and now today is probably like marginally better cold as a motherfucker outside and nobody in my neighborhood shoveled so it's just all like the snow that's then frozen on top of it so you just gotta walk over all this completely frozen ice sheets just everywhere (laughs) it's a nightmare it's terrible especially when you gotta do that at fucking 6 a.m. <laughs> coming into work Ooh, on a don't, national holiday. Ooh, man. Don't talk to me about stepping on black ice when you thought it was a, a regular street pavement. Oh my lord! What happened? Uh, I mean, I didn't want to talk about it because it's embarrassing. But uh, yeah, walking here, I had to, I had to walk through the streets or actually walk within the street because my sidewalks are too snow covered with snow and ice. I seen a part of it that looked like it was just asphalt, so I said, fuck it, I'm gonna step on it. As soon as I stepped on it, my entire body lifted off the ground, <laughs> and uh, I hit the floor. Oh, uh, cartoon where it's just like, yep. pause in the air for a couple seconds. And now, luckily, no one's seen it, or at least I assume no one's seen it, but if they did see it and they laughed, I hope nothing but the worst for you. You should have helped me out. Oh my god, dude, that's... Black ice is the worst, man. It's the ice where you don't see it at all. And it's just, you fucked. <laughs> That's like the scariest feeling, too, if you're ever driving and then your car just, <laughs> you turn, your car just hits that patch and you're like, oh lord, I have no control over this at all. Like everything is just cool. You're like, oh, this is easy peasy. And that's, and you know, like, oh, you I just can go a little faster. <laughs> like, oh, that, that turn isn't too tight. And he's a skirt. Oh yeah. my god, dude. I just like, you just get that feeling in like your abdomen. It's like that roller coaster kind of feeling where you're like, I'm <laughs> fucked. And you're just like, ah. <laughs> now he's just sitting in there. He's like, damn, I don't want to panic, but I can't help but panic. 
Fuck, I really hope this is streaming and some it's it doesn't look like it's streaming because these numbers probably not. Aren't. I mean, but, but if at least we got at least we got this quick time, we got a recording, and that's better than nothing. Yeah, plus cool. we don't have to deal with trolls. So. Exactly. Yeah, fuck trolls. Fuck trolls. <laughs> fuck Frank. <laughs> fuck our bosses for making us come in <laughs> on Martin Luther King Jr. national holiday. How fucked up is it that they make you work on Martin Luther King Jr. Day that and then like so this is all the same person. I'm going to lump this in with the same person. This is all the man's fault for making us work today, and then they're going to give Black History Month the shortest month. Exactly. That's so fucked up, dude. Then on top of that, they barely even celebrate it. They just be like, hey, it's Black History Month. Woohoo. <laughs> and that's about it. How are you going to... Yeah, if you don't even give us MLK's Junior Day, it's like they're not going to celebrate. Next month, we're not going to get anything. They're not going to give us shit for that. Exactly. I think Black History Month is just like the official month for W-2s. So the government's just like, well, at least you got that. But, you know, it's, <laughs> I don't care about that. It's, I'm, I'm black. I want to learn my damn history. They should just give all black people an extra day off for Black, for, uh, black History Month. The first Monday in February, I propose. I mean... Well, that's probably also President's Day. Or something. I mean, unofficially, we take <laughs> one day off. I'm not going to incriminate myself, but just know if I miss a day next month, I'm celebrating my blackness with my black ass. February is the month to pull the fake sick, call out, calling out sick card, because everyone knows February is the worst fucking month of the year. Not only is it the shortest, it is the fucking worst, dude. Yep. And you know what's the beautiful part about it? If they reject me calling off, I can claim they're racist. Got him! <laughs> Got him! That's our drop today. It's just me going, Got him! <laughs> We are at the Super Balls podcast. Thanks for hanging in with us, Super Ballers. Thank you for listening. This is the special Wealth Gap episode, the special Martin Luther King Jr. Can't Believe I'm at Fucking Work episode. The official uh, Frank is uh, selfish and doesn't give a fuck about his two best friends, uh, Ryan and Jeff episode. Um, we are talking about rich people versus poor people, the wealth gap in America. I was going to call my friend Dave, who would have been an excellent call, um, we just don't have the tech. We do have the tech. It's just locked away in a safe within arm's reach. We can't access the tech. So, so once we're again, gonna, Frank fucked us. So Frank fucked us. But we're gonna we're gonna get Dave on at a different time. He has he has like uh, I was gonna have him on especially. He has a lot of great stories, but he also went to one of the richest schools in the country. Which so one he is has that? outrageous stories. Uh, it's called well I can't give it out, but it's a very it's a very it's a very rich. Um, it wasn't a boarding school at the time, but it is now. But it's, you know, of that caliber where you're paying, like, college tuition prices, you know? Yeah. You got, like, you know, senators' kids and, like, uh, you know, what have you. There, A lot of old money, a lot of loafers, a lot of kids uh, crashing cars and then their parents buying them new ones, you know? Like, so he has <laughs> he has a lot of great stories about that. Like, Dad, I crashed my Honda. All right, son, here's the beans. Dude, it's hilarious because he literally has that story. Only both models were more expensive. So. <laughs> so that's just a little teaser. It's a little teaser without giving it away. Um, shit, I actually got to I actually got to text him right now to tell yeah. him that unfortunately I can't get him on the horn. So while I'm doing that, but uh, what, would Ryan, you, what would you like to talk about like with it though? Uh, well, yeah. So my first question to you is, I hear this a lot, and my I wanted to get your opinion on this, Ryan. Do you Go feel like the middle class has officially disappeared? in the US? Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. That's kind of a tricky question to answer, but I will say um, it hasn't disappeared, but it's definitely depreciated uh, to the point where it's like the middle class, you damn near can't consider it, you know, non-existent. Um, but I don't know. I will say, I don't know. It's tricky. I will say now uh, we damn near have more access to make money than ever. So it's kind of like, you know, I want to say the middle class doesn't exist, but I also kind of feel like everyone has damn near kind of an equal playing field to make the money that they need to to survive or at least just do what they want to uh like so if i were to so if i were to say if i were to say you had to say you had to lean yes or no if i had to pin you down on this one in saying the middle class is officially gone in the u.s as of today in 2020 would you which which would you side with uh no i wouldn't say uh no i wouldn't say the middle class is gone uh i will say a lot of people say that because they can't save their money for shit okay like i feel like uh if you make at least um about 75 to 90k a year like just based on your salary or whatever i'm almost certain you can live comfortably or at least like you know hold your own and just make sure you're good for yourself I'm sorry, I have Dave. No, you're fine. I'm sorry. Just uh, so you said that you said that you think no, it is not gone. You think the problem lies with Americans themselves in their saving and spending habits. Kind of, sort of. Uh, I will say it's not all on them too. Like you know, just being, for example, somewhere like Illinois, where they damn near tax you just for having a nose. <laughs> then you know, like it could be sometimes where the middle class. Like, it can't be non-existent in places like here because they continue doing shit that depreciates the money that you're even getting. But for the most part, just as a nation, I will say that, you know, just around the range that I gave out, nine times out of ten, you could probably live in another state that's not Cali or Illinois or New York and still live comfortably. I, I suppose so, but then if you're in one of those states where you can't, where you can live comfortably... Don't you also get less income for where you're at? You know what I mean? Like, doesn't it also pay lower? Like, for example, I think in, uh, like, in the state of Georgia, I know, like, waiters and waitresses get, like, $2 an hour or something like that. Yeah, but at the same time, you have Walmart managers that didn't have mansions down there, too. So really? So one of them. Yeah, because I think I actually went to Texas uh, for school, and it's like, you know, I went down there, I stayed down there for, like, two years. I damn near found a two-flat apartment down there that was like they the rent was literally 800 a month all amenities and everything damn that's sick but once i found out the minimum wage down there was like 775 and this was <laughs> as recently as like five years ago <laughs> and i was like okay i understand why it's like this but what you know, part of texas was that um i think it was near like i think it, like dead in the middle of it but like right between the border of like arkansas and texas like right around the texarkana area okay so where did you go to school, or do you want to keep that uh, private? Uh, I mean, have you ever seen The Great Debaters, like that movie? Uh, no. Okay, well, it's a Denzel Washington movie. It's literally based on the college that I went to. Uh, it's called Wiley College. Okay. So, yeah, uh, the college was fucking dirt poor. I'm not going to lie. Uh, it was. I had a great experience, but as far as like the college and whatnot, it was unimpressive. But outside of that, I spent time in Houston with homies and whatnot. Just being around there, Texas is a beautiful place. 
they have a lot of great property and whatnot. They just don't get paid shit. Right. And, uh, yeah, it's funny that you say that because I just got back from Texas. I spent, uh, I spent Christmas, oh, I, I was there for a week uh, outside of Austin. I was in uh, San Marcos, Texas. Oh, yeah. So that's where my, um, that's where the lady's uh, family was, is living. Mm-hmm. San Marcos, dude. I want to move there now just because, like... Exactly. Oh, my God. Just like you said, it's like everyone's living in a damn mansion. Everyone's happy. Um, but I don't want to get too far off track, but... I will say, though, with with the lack of uh, money that they get, they damn near double that in the amount of critters they have. I've never seen raccoons just come out and walk along, uh, walk amongst the people like they are people until I went to Texas. It's still like the Wild West out there, man. It really is like... <laughs> Dude, there's like deer fucking everywhere in their neighborhood. They they were just like, yeah, just deer just literally just ev- fucking everywhere. It's um it's like uncharted territory, man. You're just like it's like, yeah, Austin's a major city, but then you drive like, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes out there, it's fucking wilderness. It's like tumbleweeds, just exactly. fucking the coyotes and the bears just run that shit. And I didn't realize like longhorns were actually as fucking big as they were. Like I thought the University of Texas was bullshit. No. <laughs> Longhorns are really big fucking cows with big <laughs> oh, ass yeah, horns. Dude. Oh yeah, dude, it's <laughs> it's fucking wild out there. And um, so do you have you heard about how Andrew Yang, the guy who's running for president, I don't know if he officially dropped out yet, but he's probably not going to get it. But his big thing was he was going to um, he was just going to do universal basic income. I think is what it's called. Yeah, where I everyone gets a thousand bucks a month. Would you be in favor of that? Uh, I mean. I would be, but at the same time, just knowing politics, or at least just knowing from like the current trends of politics or whatnot, we're damn near going to get taxed out the ass just for getting free money, or if it's even free money. Right. So say, I mean, I'd still be in favor of it if they yeah, tax the definitely. fuck out of it, and I only get five hundred a month. I'd be like, hell yeah! Like, I don't see any downside to that, um, and that's why I'm, that's why I'm sort of. I wanted to talk about this idea today because I really don't see the downside of it because it seems like a lot of people are struggling to make ends meet. And is that not in everyone's best interest that everyone has more money to spend on the economy? Because I I understand probably the biggest argument against it is inflation, right? You don't want our currency to not be worth anything. But as it stands right now, I don't think it's backed on gold in the first place anyway. You know, we already bailed out Bank of America, trillions of dollars in debt anyway. So, like, I don't understand why we can't just throw out a couple of crumbs to the yeah. masses. Here. Uh, I mean, I will say if this actually does get enacted, um, we may then have to get rid of, like, you know, welfare and whatnot. Because it's like, you know, there's going to be too much money being given to too many people. So I'll probably say uh, if that can replace welfare, just like, you know, to give everybody uh flat fee, right. uh, a flat 1000 instead of like, you know, having to give 200 in link and then another 200 in uh, fucking government assistance money and whatnot, you can literally kill two birds with one stone like that. Now, as far as the application of it, not sure how, but it's a really good idea if they just need to do that. It's, yeah, and so I, I was also wondering why doesn't, why isn't Bernie Sanders in favor of something like that if he's he's also saying that he wants to get rid of all student student loan debt. Like he just tweeted out last week's just you know, he said the amount of student loan debt, I'll pull up the tweet, but you know, some just absolute ridiculous number. Yeah, I think I remember I think isn't it like what in the seven trillions or seven 
72 trillion or something like that. The number's so big I can't fucking read it. I'm too stupid to actually read it. <laughs> it is, um... It's how many shit. numbers after the first two. <laughs> Damn it. I know, right? It's like, it's some... Because it's like, I can't even... You can't even visualize... I, I can't even visualize like a million either. You know, and I think it's like, so how do you how do you visualize a trillion dollars? But anyway, yeah, some some actual insane amount had it pulled up, and now it's gone again. But uh, yeah, I'm wondering why Bernie is not running on that as well, because I would fucking love that. I would love for him to cancel out student loan debt too. I think that's I think that's just kind of the. Uh, I mean, obviously, I have a dog in that fight. I'm drowning in student loan debt, as are like a lot of people I know, and uh, I don't understand how it can like I don't understand how you could see it as a bad thing the arguments I've seen against canceling student loan debt yeah are well that's uh, they're like hey oh free school for everybody like who do you think's gonna pay for it you know the taxpayers are gonna pay for it it's like okay but we're paying for this war in the Middle East that's been going on since 2001 anyway I don't want to exactly. pay for that but you know they they paid to bail out Bank of America. I didn't want to pay for that, but they did. Exactly, and it's like I hate the little taxpayer argument because it's like if you look at the history of America, taxpayers have damn near paid for the most inhumane shit that's ever happened in any country. So it's like I don't really care what the fuck we're paying for. If right? if it's towards something that's still helping everyone, we still need to do it. I don't care about these archaic schools with these archaic r- rules saying, oh, we're not getting money. You don't need it. You have donors. You have people that's literally fun, funding you to stay open. It's, it, it really, yeah, I don't know. It just doesn't make much sense to me why we can't look at it. Um, there, was this other, there was this other Twitter thread that I saw, speaking of student loan debt, where somebody, uh, she, said, she like gave the actual numbers where she's like, okay, I borrowed like, you know, 80 grand or what have you. Like, she's like, I borrowed 80 grand in this year. So I've been paying this down for the last 10 years and now I owe like more than 80 grand. It was just like absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, or um just, Where, yeah, it's like how do you end up owing more than you borrowed in the first place? Yeah. And how do they how is that not only one not only one it's like how do they expect people to you know, how do they, one, how are you going to call that ethical and two, how is this good for the economy when you have people just only paying whoever issued them that loan instead of all the other businesses they could be supporting. Exactly. Because uh, for an example, um, I think my girl, uh, she went to a decent college. I'm not going to name the specifics or anything like that. But basically, uh, she's been paying off uh, up to like what? I think she showed me 91% of all her payments have been on time. She's still in a negative as far as like the amount she's paid them. And it's like, how the hell is that possible? She's literally been paying everything off on time. She so with all the money she's been funneling them, it has even put in like a percentage dent in the actual amount that she owes them. It's it's ridiculous, and it's like, yeah, exactly like you said, and that's like it's sort of the same boat that I'm in too. The only reason I the only reason I pay anything, cause like at first I was like, all right, well I don't have it, so fuck it. Like they're not they're not getting it. I'm just gonna be off the grid. I'm just gonna be off the grid, just cash everything. Like the fuck them like it's i'm not gonna spend my whole life paying them but they just you know they they don't stop it's the only it's the only uh thing that you can't go bankrupt on it's literally the only thing that it's like oh well you can't go bankrupt on this you absolutely have to pay it if you don't pay it we'll come after your family you know they come after your credit first then they come after your family it's 
really predatory so it's just uh devastating really man it's yeah. it's fucked up like there are people who give like you know half or like three quarters of their income just to student loans and then when when the amount doesn't go down it's is that how is that different from indentured servitude and it's just like exactly yeah. then as soon as you miss one payment you can literally pay off for a whole year it barely makes a dent in a bump in your credit score but as soon as you miss that one payment damn near what? everything you've done is basically just fucking pay dirt and it's like what's the point like yeah it's um it's to the point where like that i think um you know I'm, I, I got a really biased opinion obviously but i think i i feel like the middle class has sort of disappeared in this country because i i, I don't know i feel like i feel like when i was grown well so it's really hard to get a gauge on because you know the economy was amazing and like the 90s you know pre 9 11 i think every i think everyone sort of agrees that it was better than it is now the economy was in general people yeah. were there weren't so many i feel like there weren't so many middle class people working two or three jobs and living paycheck to paycheck but i feel like that's kind of the norm now you know yeah um yeah for that reason i feel like the middle class has sort of disappeared um but i will say that um I would say a, a recurrent theme that a lot of people don't really touch upon when it comes to stuff like that is like they don't necessarily talk about how greedy the government was in enacting damn near the um, dissolving of the middle class. Like if you've um, or I'm I don't know if you've seen movies like The Big Short and stuff like that. I think I did see that. Yeah. Yeah, but they literally gave you like a master lesson to like how the housing crisis like damn near set all us up, damn near set all of us up for failure in the future. But right. the people in the 20th century were so greedy, they said, fuck it. We found a loophole in the system. We're going to continue using this until we can't no more. And once they can't no more, that led to us or the U.S. having a bailout, fucking Bank of America, Chase, all of them fucking um, companies that's already predatory. They're getting bailed out because of their own practices. And Yeah, and that's why, that's why it doesn't make sense to me that the middle class can't have the tiniest bit of a bailout. We can't have, you know, universal health care, or even just like a, or even just health care that works. Because Obamacare, like they just, it, it's by the time, you know, by the time that was all done with, like I, I know more people who were, were uh, you know, adversely affected by Obamacare because they're like, okay, well now I got to pay this penalty. <laughs> I got to pay this penalty when I used to just not pay anything. Exactly. But now you got to pay a penalty for not having health care. Um, so it's like we can't have we can't have decent health care, regardless of who's. I'm not you know I'm not saying that I'm not saying oh bomb you know that's not what I'm trying to say here. I'm just trying to say that uh, you know the the final product of Obamacare just didn't really work out. So we can't get decent we can't get decent health care. Can't get you know can't get a break from these student loans. Can't get a break. Can't get universal basic income. Can't you know. Yeah, you didn't get. Yeah, you didn't get penalized for literally being human. Like even with uh women and whatnot, like those damn fees when it comes to childbirth is fucking ridiculous. Unbelievable. Dude. Like and this is in childbirth is a natural process. Why the hell are they getting charged damn near fifty thousand just for birthing a baby when they've naturally recreated it? When they've naturally did everything possible to conceive this baby? Yeah, and that's what uh yeah other developed nations think we're insane for that sort of thing. They're like, why do you got like why why on earth would you pay that much for just giving birth? 
why are you guys paying out the ass? Why are you going into indentured servitude um, just to get a college education, which really, you know, is not nowhere near worth what you're paying for it most exactly. of the time. It's no, it, it's not going to give you the, you know, it's not going to give you that return. So, uh, yeah, Bernie, Bernie 2020 is where I'm voting just in the off chance that he will be able to cancel out the student debt, which I don't think he will. Yeah, I mean, I, it sounds like a promise. You know, I'm Team Bernie. Uh, I'm I'm really just like Team Anti Trump right now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, if Bernie, as long as he has his campaign and he doesn't bring along the you know the token black people to have a sucking and jiving tour like Hillary Clinton did, I'm all for him. Didn't he march alongside Martin Luther King Jr. back in the day? Yeah, that's I how think, old he is. Yeah. He's old. He's <laughs> older than fucking dirt, dude. He's. He was like old when he marched with MLK Jr. <laughs> He's so fucking old, but oh, uh, yeah. Cause uh, was he a part of the Million Man March, or was it just like a photo of him just marching with him randomly? Um, I, I I don't know to be honest with you. I wish I did know for sure, but that seems to be the that seems to be the narrative. I, I saw that photo, but yeah, I don't, I don't. That's a good question. I guess we can fact check. Why not? Let's let's, don't, yeah. let's check this here. Yeah, fuck it. Why not? Paid for by. Bernie 2020. Let's see. Was <laughs> Bernie Sanders? We need our residuals, Bernie. Man, March. Bernie, cancel out my student debt so I can fucking afford to live over here. Uh, Snopes.com is that? I don't think that's. No, Snopes. That's like a fact-checking site. So that should be. Oh, so decent. that okay. So that's perfect. Bernie Sanders marched with MLK at Selma. At Selma. Photograph doesn't show Bernie Sanders marching from Selma to Montgomery 1965. Name photograph shows. Oh, it was false. False. I mean, well, did he? I, I don't know. Let's see. Participating in a civil rights march. Website identified the man standing behind Coretta King. Blah blah blah. Democratic presidential candidate. Oh, okay. So this photo. Okay. <laughs> so in this photo, it's a guy that looks like Bernie Sanders. But yeah. It's not. I feel bad for that guy because he wishes he had all the cred. And he's like, no, that's me. And people are like, shut up, dude. That's Bernie Sanders, you liar. <laughs> like, you don't even fucking look like Bernie when he was young. Like, that's so funny. This is almost like Mandela effect because you and I were both like pretty sure that he marched alongside MLK. <laughs> Not true at all. Eh, I mean, well, I mean, my, I mean, as long as you know. Yeah. But he was there. And it's funny because it's like, it's it's hilarious because like that's how like partisan our politics are now. It's like Bernie, his track record is like he has really he has really like more or less like stuck to his guns and sort of like tried to do you know the right thing whether you agree with him or not. Yeah, it's like people who don't like him, they're like, oh well, he's just a you know career politician. Whereas <laughs> they're just they're like, oh he hasn't done anything but just been like a you know a mayor and then uh, what a senator and um. It's just like hilarious because you like that's how politics is now. It's just like you, you just spin it any which way. Where it's like that's not how is that a bad thing if the guy was just like in politics? Yeah, like now what he po- believed in. Yeah, politics is all about shit talking now. Like somebody can run for fucking uh, alderman. They're like, oh, you were an Uber driver. Who the fuck are you? And just it's like instantly you're disqualifying. Damn, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't because yeah, <laughs> people say like, oh, freaking um, oh, what's her name? Um. I'm blanking on her name. Uh, uh, AOC. Oh, uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Yep. 
they yeah, people will discredit her saying, "Oh, she was a, a bartender a few few you know months ago or whatever." Yeah. But it's like okay, so then so you can't be a career politician and then you can't be a common man. What what are you supposed to be a fucking uh, son of a rich man? You're supposed to go bankrupt a few times, get a reality TV show, and then like what the that's who the president is now. So I I don't understand it. I I really you know I I think he would be good. I hope he doesn't drop dead before he has a chance to uh, become president. That's also, I mean... It's kind of concerning that he did have a heart attack, though. <laughs> like, I guess. I think every politician's had a heart attack. Hasn't Trump had a heart attack by now? He uh, must, I, he must have. Heart, potentially. I mean, he's kind of evil, so I expect it from him. But, <laughs> you know, from Bernie, it's like, mm, it's a sign of the times for him. It's well, yeah, he is pretty fucking old. Let's let's fact check that one. I don't really know how old Bernie. Yeah, because I think uh, yeah, like right before the end of the year, he had like some uh kind of condition that had happened, or not a condition, but like something that had happened with his heart or something with his health. Okay, now this is really interesting. What I ju- I just fact checked uh, Bernie Sanders' age, and he's seventy eight years old. Joe Biden is seventy fucking seven. <laughs> I didn't know that, but that's that's the political machine right there. Is that they. You know they want that to be the narrative. Probably it's probably the you know it's probably the old camp. It's probably the Biden supporters. I wouldn't be surprised because, you know, the Hillary, Hillary um, the whole Hillary campaign they, they made it so that Bernie couldn't run last time, Literally. and uh, they were saying he was too fucking old. Oh, he had a heart attack. He's ancient. But those same people are probably endorsing Biden right now. Exactly. One year. One year difference. And now you see Hillary Clinton, as soon as she lost, now she just faded from the face of uh, the media. Like, nah, bring bring your face back up here. You're talking all that shit with all your uh, track record of bullshit. But now you want to fade to obscurity. Oh, my God. I wonder if... I was going to say, I wonder if, if uh, how, how fucking dog shit do you think it would sound if I did call this guy and I just had, like, speakerphone up to the MacBook mic for that set. That's not going to yeah, work at all. I mean, I think we'll, they'll probably be able to hear it. It'll just probably be a little interference. That would be dog shit. It would. It would be absolute dog shit. I want to test this to make sure that we have picked this up thus far. Let me take a quick pause here. I just wanted to see. Go for it. the civil rights bill. King held a march in Washington to affirm the people's will. In King's famous I have a dream speech, Martin Boley said his dream was that one day the news of equality would spread. So one day his four children would grow up to live in a place where they would no longer dwell, separated by their race. A nation where children aren't judged by the color of their skin, but rather by their character, as it should have always been. Basically, uh, the whole, I mean, basically the um, <clears throat> the energy in this room is fuck Trump. But uh, just to lead you in into what we were just talking about, um, we were kind of sort of talking about the middle class, like kind of how it just basically erased off the face of the earth. And uh, just wanted your insight on it, see if you believe that that was true or not, and uh, if you did or if you didn't, just provide some feedback. Uh, so my belief is Trump 2020, Republicans for life, you know, white power. <laughs> Got him! Um, nah, uh, dude's a fucking retard. And um, I think, honestly, he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Um, 
I thank God that the president's just a figurehead and that actual smart cabals are still running this country because otherwise we'd be really fucked. We were just, yeah, we, yeah, we were just uh, discussing how, um, how we were both kind of pulling for Bernie on this one. The main reason being, um, main reason being how he se- seems like the guy out of all these clowns left with an actual chance. Would you agree that he kind of seems like, of all these clowns, he seems like the guy who's most gonna care about the common good a little bit, right? Doesn't it seem like he he at least gives a fuck? About common folk? Yes, you but buy that's it? only because he's the best actor. I don't buy it at all. Uh, someone exposed him recently as being the most fake motherfucker ever, and I was like, oh, shit. Damn, um, dude. Like, I like, wanted to believe. Yeah. So he, he was like, uh, he was asked a question about does he believe in reparations for black people like myself, and I was like, okay, come on, Bernie, let's hear it. And he just goes, I think we need to look into that, maybe come up with a committee. I'm not saying no. And I was like, I, remember I, that. Well, I don't know what I was expecting, but I was hoping something better from Bernie. Well, when Literally, you're running, yeah, because when you're running, you can promise anything. You should be like, yeah, fuck it. A, a week later, he's asked a question about, um, does he believe in uh, reparations for Jews for the Holocaust? And he was like, yeah, the Jews need their money. That was a horrible travesty. What happened to them? Give them their money immediately. And I was like, God damn. I, well, he's Jewish. He's not black. He's rooting for his people, whatever. And then another clip from, uh, I think it was in between the two of those, where he's uh, at a different function. He's asked about forgiving all college loans. And he's like, yep. And then someone told me, like, the person who showed me the three clips showed me the first one about black people and reparations was said about, uh, was said at a, a white event. So he was trying to appease white people, not black people, with that clip. The college one was said in front of college students. The Jewish one was said at a Jewish event. He just says whatever people want him to say. God damn. But, yeah. Well, that's disappointing. So I was just like, oh, okay. And then there's like, I guess you can find another couple of them saying, of course black people need reparation. And it's just like, ah, oh, god damn it. So just basically whatever you think people want to hear you say, you go to the extreme left of what people want to hear yeah i mean i mean i'm disappointed but not really surprised (laughs) like to be honest because it's like you know uh and not to make it not to be a race bait or anything but it's like you really can't trust any white politician when it comes to issues with black people so it's one cut out in and out there what was that last part uh just to repeat for you uh i was kind of saying that um you know when it comes to politics and whatnot you can't necessarily trust uh, white politicians with issues with black. Yo, we're here. Can you hear us? I can hear you now. Hello? Okay, yeah. Go ahead. All right, I'm probably a little too far. Can you hear me a little clearly? Yeah, now I can hear you. Okay, yeah. I was just saying that, um, you know, just to piggyback off of what you were saying, uh, I, I definitely agree and feel with what you said, but at the same time, it's one of those, like, you know, I've been stopped uh, trusting white politicians or necessarily trusting their words when it comes to issues with blacks so i don't know i i'm a little biased with my thinking but yeah, i mean i think here's the thing all politicians are fake yeah uh the exception being funnily enough trump trump's the only non-fake politician <laughs> and that's the <laughs> and that's the funny part about it <laughs> you, you like Trump, Trump's presidency can legitimately become a Comedy Central show. 
But it, unfortunately for us, it's fucking reality, which is the crazy part about it. But I he mean, is real. Reality TV star. Pretended like he could run a business. That's, that's our president. Do you feel like the uh, the middle class has officially disappeared in the United States? Not yet, but it's going that way. Yeah, Ryan and I had a disagreement on that. I think yes, absolutely. He's kind of on the fence. He says he's, or yeah, you you explain. Yeah, or yeah, I could just uh, repeat it to him. So I basically said that you know, um, as far as the, I'm sorry. He says what? Everything after Ryan's on the fence, he says cut out. No, it's fine. You know, the government's working against black people. They don't want us to parlay with each other, but um. Yeah, basically, <laughs> what I was saying was that, uh, you know, as far as a middle class, I do feel like it's definitely been depreciated from the past, like, you know, the social norms of what it used to be. But as far as, like, a complete, uh, you know, this generation of it, like, that has been completely erased, I don't really believe so. I feel like if you're still making at least something close to six figures, like, I'll, I think I gave you a, a range between, like, 75000 and ninety k to 100000 per year. You can still technically be middle class. You can still technically live comfortably as a middle class did in the past. But I feel like now a lot of people aren't necessarily uh, using their money towards the betterment of like their financial setting, standings and whatnot. So what I think it's just, uh, a victim of is the corporations are, let's, let's be real. The president doesn't run the country. Our government doesn't run our country. Amazon, Google, Facebook. Yep. These are the motherfuckers in America. Disney, too. Yep. Like, uh, Elon Musk could buy the state of California if he wanted to. Um, dudes like Warren Buffett, they're all the ones who actually have power. And they're getting their companies to these giant monopolies that the government used to try and stop. But... Now they've bought over off so many politicians that they get to do what they want. And I think with the, you're seeing with the decrease in the middle class and the enslavement of the prison system and all that, are these rich people trying to figure out how do we keep jobs low? How do we keep people with enough money where they can afford our products and we can keep our resources and this and that without having to worry about um, them rising up and going to another place or taking power or doing this or that. Like, Definitely. They just want to maintain control over the people and they're making it so that way if you are middle class, there are only a certain number of states where you can go and be middle class in. Yeah. Like, yeah, and as... You can't be class in New York. You're yeah. either poor, living with eight people in an apartment, or you rich as fuck, you own the building. You yeah. can't be middle class on the coastline anymore, it looks like, or in major cities. You gotta move out to the suburbs of bump up nowhere if you wanna <laughs> have a house and do middle class shit. Because Amazon don't play that. Definitely. Amazon's like, either we want you so poor that you have to work in our factory, or so rich that you can buy all our products. <laughs> Basically. And uh, now that you brought up the jobs, I didn't really think about it. Because uh, I have been noticing a lot of the news articles and whatnot, they've been saying job growth has been higher than ever. But it's like at the same time, not a lot of people are necessarily going on what kind of jobs these people are getting. Right. It's like Uber East driver. 
Yeah, and it's like, you know, it's like they're saying, oh, the job growth has grown. I'm like, yeah, we are getting more fucking Amazon factories and more McDonald's. But that doesn't mean growth in jobs mean there's growth in wealth or that it's still any of these people are having are making any money to uh, benefit their families or themselves. They just have a job that's paying them, but is it really paying them a lot? Or are you just using statistics other than employment to make everything look better? Yeah, no, what you're seeing a lot of, and I see this a lot because I worked um, in prison reentry, so I'm trying to get people to release jobs and shit. And what I've noticed is recently, it's a lot easier to get them jobs. But here's the job. 20 hours a week moving boxes at Amazon. The new Amazon that opened up. Yeah. Like, that's the job. There's, like, three or four new shipping companies that all opened up warehouses in my area. And they're all hiring, but they're only hiring part-time which means full-time jobs are gone. Yep. Oh, they're all above minimum wage. They're paying $16 an hour. Well, minimum wage is about to be 15 an hour. They're just ahead of the curve. Like Exactly. And, and then... 20 hours a week. So, yes, you're not unemployed, but part-time is... It'd be better to give one person full-time than two people part-time. Yeah, and then on top of that, like, you know, I know that personally because I've had to... Um, you know, get a job with Amazon, just, you know, make ends meet at that certain point in my life. And, you know, I damn near made more working at a fucking menial job like Target than that. Because I think uh, outside of the part-time and whatnot, the 16 an hour, you get paid weekly. So it's like, you know, you're damn near investing everything that you've just gained. And it's like, it's a continuous cycle of just keep going there, damn near slaving yourself away and trying to pick up as much overtime as you can just to even make a fucking dent in your bank account, which is ridiculous. My question to you, I how we gonna burn this motherfucker down? <laughs> I mean, hey, I'm not. Uh, I won't confirm nor deny. All I'm gonna say is, uh, I have some kind of experience with Molotov cocktails. So you know, if push comes to shove, just know I'm your man for that. Fuck yeah! <laughs> I won't hesitate, bitch. We need that drop. We don't have drops today. But if we did, oh. But uh. We need I'm sorry, could you repeat that? You broke up a little. Uh-oh. Ah, this damn building. Davi, are you there? What's up? Oh, yeah, just repeat that last part. Jeff's people, what? I said, how we get Jeff's sickly white people on our side? You know, the ones that first, I'm like, those are the ones that need to get to our side. Well, that's why that's why uh, Connor McGregor was engineered in a lab is to keep my people at bay, just keep us drinking and, and like feeling proud about ourselves, and uh, feeling like we're tough guys. And uh, yeah, no, it's very easy. It's very easy to uh, immobilize us. That's all you got to do is just find a way to give us affordable alcohol, and you know that's that's pretty much it. Basically, that's really all it is. Or you know, for the millennials, just uh, just give them alcohol and body glitter. Give them brunch. Yep. Give them brunch. Give them <laughs> streaming services. Give them Baby Yoda. Uh, but I think, um, yeah, I've always, I've always held that belief, or not always, but I've held that belief for a while now. That I think that's the only reason why we're putting up with this shit. That's why we're putting up with, you know, cost of everything going up, and, and the wages are staying stagnant for so long. The war that's going on in the Middle East forever that we get nothing out of. Um, yeah, just like the ridiculous uh, debt crisis. That's why we're so complacent with it is because our entertainment industry is amazing in this country. 
the Western so world. There's really. two groups for our entertainment uh, industry. One is yes to pacify us, but it's also to get the rest of the world thinking our way. Oh, uh, true. Show, yeah. And then all of a sudden they want to be Democrat. Um, but uh, the war in the Middle East is because our fucking government's gangster. And Definitely. what our government does is instead of selling drugs, they sell guns. I mean, so, you know, they still sell drugs, but, you know. <laughs> Pharmaceuticals. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, basically, uh, you know, since it is uh, Martin Luther King Day, I'm just going to bring up his, uh, I'll say, his, um, <clears throat> his total opposite that people consider, Malcolm X, and just use one of his quotes. Like, like now, within the 21st century, a lot of times it's the shit that's happened to America and our troops or whatnot is more so, um, just to quote him, the chickens coming home to roost. All of this has been leading up to that showdown, but America's been so damn powerful, not a lot of people have been uh, wanting to really, for lack of better words, want smoke with us. But now that everyone's growing even richer, China's damn near on pace to um, grow richer than us, nobody damn near cares about us anymore outside of like our military power. Or our influence on the world. We went over there and we saw some rebels and we're like, yo, like a drug dealer giving a, a addict the first taste for free. We gave them crack in the form of missiles and guns. Like, hey, go take your country back for free. Yeah. And they take their country back. But now they got to keep all their enemies at bay. And they're like, yo, we need more of those guns to help protect us. And we're like, yeah, well, that's going to cost you $3 million a month. Yeah. And it, now all of a sudden, they got to pay us for these guns we've been selling them and giving them. And then those motherfuckers get ousted. A new group comes in. Well, those motherfuckers that got ousted, they became the Taliban. Exactly. <laughs> they became ISIS. They became all this shit. <laughs> and of course, they hate us. <laughs> They're like, these motherfuckers got us addicted to drugs and then started charging us for this shit. <laughs> they knew all along this was going to happen. <laughs> Son of a bitch. But they're like, yeah, thank you for the. the they like, yeah, thanks for the guns. Uh, we we're using them to shoot you, but you know, thanks for the guns. That whole uh, everyone was talking about World War Three for about a news cycle or less. It was like, ah, World War Three. I was like, you guys have no idea. <laughs> like, yeah, like, I was like, you guys, you call that a world war? Iran, please. Please, dude. Have you heard of fucking China? You don't think you don't think China or Russia is gonna be involved if it's a. Right. Have you seen the military marches? I'm scared of them just walking. <laughs> Fuck combat. It's funny. I'm like, I'm starting to, th I'm starting to like, plan my future life around like doomsday prepping now because of China. I was like, they're coming. They're coming. <laughs> like, it's it's gonna it's gonna be within our lifetime. It's it's gotta be right. Like. They're only going to put up with this shit for so long. When you owe them money, they don't kill you because then you can't pay them back. True. So when you owe kind of money, they're not going to kill us. They're just, you know, maybe make some slaves out of it or something. Some of those factories are there, they're going to move over here. I was thinking about, uh, there's like a, there's a program at our job where you can get Rosetta Stone for free, basically. And so I was thinking of learning Mandarin because I was like, I think it's coming, man. Definitely. But that's a, like, it should be good in the job market, but 
let's be honest, I'm not going to learn fucking Mandarin. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's not even based on a real alphabet. It's all squiggles. I don't know what the fuck that is, man. I can't, I can't learn that. Yeah, uh, one of my friends in high school started taking uh, Mandarin, and I remember senior year I sat in on a class because I was only taking two classes at the time. I was getting baked all the time, so I was like, "Fuck it." So I go sit in on a class, and uh, I just remember watching them try to figure out just a sentence on the board and being like, "That looks like." Well, your computer, when it breaks and can't read a Word document, that goes on board right now. <laughs> when someone has a, has a Mac computer and sends you a doc over to uh, Dell or a PC, like, no, nah, I'm getting into the blocks with the squiggly lines. Uh, I don't know what you're trying to say to me, but... Read them as a PDF. Have you seen, the, have you seen like, those Chinese uh, keyboards? Like, a Chinese keyboard has, like, literally, like, a thousand keys on it. And that's like the most simplified version. It's like, what the fuck is this, dude? Or have you ever seen um, what the hell is that? I think Russian cursive. Silly. Would you say right? I was asking, like, have you ever seen Russian cursive? No. It's literally nothing but squiggly lines. Like you can dead ass Google it right now, yeah. and it was just like somebody just like writing in the line and just keeps bumping it up <laughs> throughout the entire uh, line they're writing on. I'm pulling that one up. Oh the uh, the last the last thing we fact checked was um, Bernie Sanders' age. Do you know how old he is? What was the last thing you fact checked? Bernie Sanders' age. Do you know how old he is? hundred. Seventy-eight. Now do you know? Jesus Christ! Holy shit! We got we got Russian cursive pulled up right now, and it's unintelligible, bro. Yo, you, yo, look this up, yo. It's literally just squiggles. It's all the same. I, I told you. Holy <laughs> shit, dude. That's awesome. But, uh, so, yeah. Yeah, look that up. Did you, so, how old do you think Biden is? You think Bert Kreischer could read it? Uh, no, Bert's too fat to read it, bro. All the fat, all the fat on his face just, oh. like, gets in the way of his eyes. Yeah, we're part of Death Squad too. In case anyone's wondering, we are part of Death Squad. We're we're part of the expanded, expanded universe. We're the comics nobody read. Did um, did um, oh yeah. So how old do you think uh, Joe Biden is? Joe Biden. Yeah. He's seventy-seven. Yeah, dude, so, like, you know that narrative yeah. where, oh, well, Bernie's not going to make it to the fucking White House because he's going to keel over before then, but it's like, motherfucker, he's the same age as Biden. Exactly. He's a year older. So whoever, you know, whoever was trying to get that narrative going succeeded because I was of that opinion. I was like, oh, no, Bernie's, like, 100, Biden's, like, 55, you know? Like, but, you know, on the bright side of that, at least we're not having damn near fucking decrepit people like the Rothschilds coming in and run for fucking president. I mean, we got their puppets. I mean, it's, I'm sure Biden's in bed with, one, like, the Koch brothers or... I mean, yeah, but, you know, as far as, like, appearances, they damn near look like, you know, sun-dried vampires. <laughs> <laughs> do you really want a president that looks like that? <laughs> they do suck the life out of us, metaphorically. <laughs> oh, yo, I'm so woke, man. Listen listen to your boy right now, man. I, I should just... I should go to a fucking poetry slam after this. Bars. Dude... <laughs> 
Preach, man. Uh, so, speaking of high, speaking of your high school days, I, that's what I that's what I've been building up for way too long on this cast. We got to hear some stories about the insane wealth at the uh, nice high school that you and Scotty attended. Um, I I already teased out the one where uh, one one I don't know if he was a friend of yours or if you just knew him, but the guy who uh, drunk wrecked his vehicle. Oh, his dad got the, the Ashton Martin. Yeah, and I actually made I actually made a joke about that just to um, you know play off stereotypes with shits and giggles, and he was like, "No, that's actually real." So yeah, I'm like, "Oh he, shit!" He, he goes, <laughs> "He goes, oh yeah." He goes, "Oh son, you crashed the Honda. Well, we'll get you a Mercedes." And I was like, "It's funny because the real version is way worse." <laughs> yeah. So these, you have to understand the high school I went to. There kids there are the kids of people who teach at Yale because they're retired because they've run a Fortune 500 company and now decided they're going to teach other rich Yaleys how to run a Fortune 500 company. So, um, yeah, there was a lot of extreme wealth in my high school. And as Jeff uh, has told you, one kid, I was his younger brother's friend. Um, so my friend shows up to school and, uh, he steps off the bus, which I've never seen before. And his brother always <laughs> And I was like, oh, what's up, man? And he goes, yeah, no, I fucking, remember that party last weekend? Harry left early? I was like, yeah. Fucking crashed the Hummer into a fucking tree in Fairfield. Um, so we don't have a fucking car right now. It's bullshit. I'm so mad and pissed. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry to hear that, man. Well, let me know if you want to ride to, like, grab lunch or something. <laughs> Two days later. He shows up to school in the Ashton Martin DB8. It's the James Bond car from the James Bond that had just come out. So this was a brand new DB8, 2008 model. Justice. You know what's the thing I love about your story, though? I love how he was pissed at himself for wrecking his car, and he was pissed like it was someone else's fault. Like, no, you wrecked your fucking car. What are you mad for? It's your fault. It was an older brother who wrecked the car. His older brother crashed the uh, the Hummer. Oh, I'm, okay. Was, Apologies about that. He was mad at his older brother for crashing the family car that he didn't pay for. <laughs> <laughs> because he had to be he had to be seen on a bus. <laughs> yeah. That was the day he took a bus. <laughs> He'll never forget it. That's the story that he uses to explain to people. Oh no, it, it wasn't easy for me growing up. <laughs> I had to ride the, <laughs> I had to ride the ghetto train. While he was at school the day he rode the bus, his dad came back from Korea um, to buy Harry a new car to get to school and Shantae get to school. And uh, he says, "All right, let's get this new car, uh, Action Martin." And she goes, "Oh well." He's kind of small. How am I going to get groceries? And he goes, all right, fine. You get one, and Harry gets one. So Ed went home that day and saw two new Ashton Martins sitting in the driveway, one for his older brother who crashed the car, and one for his mom. And so he goes to his dad and goes, what the fuck, Dad? Did you got mom and brother a car? My older brother fucking crashed our car into a tree. He's an idiot. How come I don't have a car? And so the dad was like, all right, fuck it. I'm tired of people complaining. <laughs> I went back to the fucking uh, dealership, bought a third Ashton Martin, and brought it home to Ed. 
So when I went to a party at his house the next fucking weekend, I just see three Ashton Martins, one silver, one green, one blue, all sitting in the driveway, looking right out of a fucking Bond movie. I was like, the fuck is this? There is a million dollars worth of car in your fucking driveway right now. What the fuck? You know, I've never been more impressed and felt so poor at the same time in my life until you told that story. for making me feel the poorest I've ever felt because I've known him from preschool and the first year I knew him I was in fifth grade he comes over to my house like to hang out me him and a couple friends and we're hanging out in my living room and I'm just like oh let me go grab something uh, out of my closet and I open up the door to my room and I walk in and he's behind me and he goes whoa your closet is huge you put a computer in your closet and I was like, no, Ed, this is my bedroom. <laughs> like, how small my bedroom was. Like, he was, like, embarrassed for me. I was like, oh, oh I'm so sorry, man. I was like, oh, motherfucker. <laughs> and then I went over to a party at his house, and I was like, oh, yeah, my bedroom is only, like, Slightly bigger than your actual closet, you rich son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's insane, dude. Yeah, I went to parties at houses that had elevators in them. Like, oh, dude. Elevator in your house. Yo, how about um, how about that one super rich dad's solution when he got divorced? Oh yeah. <laughs> um, one of my best friends. Uh, her parents went through actually like a pretty amicable divorce. They were just like, yeah, we're just not feeling it anymore. Curtis is almost in college, like that, not pretending. So they divorced. He gives the mom the house, pays for it, gives her a bunch of money. One of the biggest divorces in Connecticut history. We're just saying something. We're just saying money. something. Like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mom, also, yeah, it's one of the houses that has an elevator in it. It has an indoor pool that is massive. And then an outdoor pool that's Olympic size. Because, yeah, you know, two pools. Fuck it. Why not? Um, the indoor pool, there's, it's surrounded by marble columns that are, like, three stories tall. It's ridiculous. So uh, he gives the mom that house. And then he goes, well, if Clarissa leaves her books or something at your house, she's staying with me that uh, weekend, I don't want her to have to, you know, be a hassle to go get things. So I'm going to just buy a house that's, like, on our street. And so he bought a house that wasn't for sale down at the other end of the street. That way Clarissa could walk back and see her mom and dad. He made it for sale. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, look, I know I know this is the value of your house, but I can give you double of that if you just sell it right now. Move your shit out by the end of the week. We just want this house. <laughs> I actually have that in my pocket right now. <laughs> He's in Fairfield. So think about how much money you got to have for a rich white person to be like, ah, right, yeah, you can have my house. That's so much money that even I have to be like, like, he, he told them, <laughs> fuck you. Like, you know, you know, with you being around all these people, I'm starting to question if you're rich yourself. So, you know, uh, to help a poor, struggling black man, uh, you know, during specifically Martin Luther King's day, uh, I was, I, we'll exchange contacts. I'll send you my cash app and whatnot. Now, if you feel like sending money, go for it. If not, I'll probably find where you live. But, you know, just you share the wealth, brother. I wish I had cash like that. <laughs> All these people 
You were there on scholarship, right? You you were there you, you were there on you were there on the his mom is black scholarship and his mom wasn't black. <laughs> yeah. Where everyone's going around, oh, he's here because of affirmative action. Like no, well, you know, 4.0 GPA too, but you know, whatever floats your boat if you if you want to say that. No, my brother was there cuz he had the 4.0 GPA and was black. I was there cuz I was his younger brother and also black. I checked off boxes. That was it. <laughs> But yeah, tell tell him about that award that uh, your mom won. Rest her soul. Which one? The uh, the Damn, more than that one. the wait she got they gave her more than one for being a black mom. ACP award. Yeah, where they were like it was like an award. Yeah, it was like an award for like colored people, and she's like, I'm not black. Yeah, yeah. She uh, the Black Nurses Association gave her an award. Uh, because, you know, she supported them forever. She helped uh, their foundation. She helped raise money. She got a building built. Um, so, yeah, the uh, Black Nurse Association gave her uh, an award. And the woman who introduced her introduced her as, like, a wonderful woman of color who's helping out the community. <laughs> My mom, like, I just want to clarify, I'm Puerto Rican. I'm not black. <laughs> <laughs> so your mom was basically an unaccidental or... In accidental uh, racial dollars, all for lack of better words. Yeah, racial dollars, all yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have black, beautiful black sons. That's why I'm doing this. But uh, I, I'm, I'm not black. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I, I thought that was, a, I thought that was the school that gave her that award. No, it was uh, the Black Nurses Association. The um, the other um, the other thing I was wondering about that I wanted. I want to know the answer too. Is you know how Andrew Yang was saying that he was just gonna give everyone a thousand bucks? Is that the universal basic income, right? Yeah. Yeah. So why do you think why do you think anyone would shut that down? Even the powers that be. Isn't that good that everyone has a thousand bucks in their pocket to spend? Why is it that why is it that that got shut down so hard, or why it'll never happen? Is it do they is it because of inflation or they want to keep us poor to control us or what? Somewhere, um, and somewhere would be rich people's pockets. It's also because uh, the prevailing thought is that like and someone made a point about this who's actually pretty liberal, so like I kind of agree with it. It's that uh, one of the big problems with taxes is that you're to a government that can't even keep your roads paved. So how does giving them more money help? So now you're taking that money out of the government's hands and giving it to, to idiots. To like, Basically. <laughs> like if you give just $1,000 cash to someone instead of giving them food stamps or welfare, they're going to buy crack. Like, I see it all the time in my office. Someone will be like, yo, uh, I got food stamps. I'll give you like hundred dollars in food stamps. I'll give you my card. You just give me fifty bucks right now. And it's like, well, you're gonna go buy fifty bucks worth of drugs. It is a good deal for me because I could use it to get a hundred dollars worth of food. But you're breaking the system, like. <laughs> so that's why uh, they're trying to shut down uh, the universal income because it's just like, yeah, you're just gonna have a bunch of 
addicts who were spending a thousand dollars a month on drugs instead of, you know. I mean, <laughs> potentially. However, yeah. to and get I, it a little dark, I will say. Raising taxes. Hmm. I don't know about that, but to go back on uh, Universal, I think well, just what you were referring to with the potential crackheads and drug addicts and whatnot. Uh, yeah. Not to make a dark turn, but in the event that someone takes drugs and unfortunately passes away, wouldn't that kind of sort of be natural selection? Yeah. <laughs> eventually, eventually, it's going to be like, well, you may have lost out on a thousand in a life. But we have a new baby that can probably restart. So the, the problem is that healthcare is too good right now. So we save all those addicts every time that they try to kill themselves. They end up costing us another hundred thousand dollars in medical fees that never gonna repay. All right. So basically, we just gotta pick and choose who to save. Like, like, all right, Bobby. Well, uh, we see you, but Whitney's right here too. So, you know, he, hey, whoever's music I like, hey. <laughs> You're gonna be right here. The other one's just gonna kick the fucking can. Well, I say we just stop pretending and we just put uh, a credit card scanner at the entrance to every hospital. And if your shit get declined, you don't get healthcare. You just boom, not selection the fuck up out of that. Yeah. <laughs> or piggybacking. Yeah. So I agree with both of you guys. We should only save the lives of drug addicts if they can entertain us. By singing or dancing. No, so if your car gets no. declined, so if your car gets declined, you're not, you know, we're not heartless people. If you do a little jig or, you know, if you can play a guitar really well or sing, like we'll we'll go with that. You're gonna see a line of people with broken arms, legs, open wounds just outside the hospital playing drums and shit. <laughs> just like what the fuck whose idea was this hey that's fine is i ride the train on a religious basis uh due to me not having a car at the moment but there's actually a homeless man i find who plays a um a wooden harp it doesn't have any strings it's literally just wood <laughs> on the, in the stick but he gets money so i can't hate him <laughs> it's just a wooden harp I'm a, a little bit impressed by that, that he has no strength, but he's still making money. Yeah, exactly, me too. All I hear is this wood just, and that's all I hear, but he still makes money from it. So I'm like, well, shit, you're doing better than me at this point. I, should I give you money so that I ask you for money? I don't know. I, I respect that hustle a lot more than the dude who's just sitting there with nothing. Like, yeah, just give me five boxes. Yo, is anything, <laughs> yo, is anything more irritating than when that guy is like young, white, male, with a dog. Is there anything more enraging to you than when that motherfucker's asking you for money? Mm. Mm. I can't stand that shit. I'm racist against white people. Fuck crackers, dude. I can't stand- Okay, ooh, I thank God you said it. Thank God you said it. Oh man, <laughs> hate, I hate them all. But when a, when a homeless guy is like, dude, you're fucking like, dude, you're like- false podcast or it's guest? What's that? I'd like to uh, stress that the thoughts are of Jeff are his own and not the thoughts of Super Balls or the guests. <laughs> oh, no, it's the thoughts of Super Balls, too. He Don't get it wrong. <laughs> no, let me stop. Let me stop. No, Dave, Dave just clearly got a hard knock on his door just now, and he's like, no, it's not even it's not even streaming live. I don't know how, I don't know how they found out. Be like, hey, 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 we can hear it through your phone line, man. Oh, oh, that's it. Yo, that's a beautiful part. That's the... 
that's the silver lining of this stream, the live streaming not working, is I can actually put that at the beginning, say, hey, don't, uh, don't take any of this as fact. <laughs> but uh, government job, I gotta go back to tomorrow. Right, right. No names, no names. Just the first names of your rich ass friends who got the Aston Martins. But yeah, you know, in a occasional post office government job, which you may or may not work. Who knows? Who no knows? one knows. <laughs> no, I'm messing with you. But uh. <laughs> Yeah, uh, thanks for coming on board and just, you know, just talking and chilling with us. I appreciate you coming on. Uh, it was a pleasure talking with you and meeting you over the phone. That shit was awesome, yeah. I think we are going to wrap this up pretty soon, getting around there. Dude, kick-ass interview. I'm glad we were able to get you on because, yeah, you're I'm fucking great. Always. You're the most woke motherfucker I know. <laughs> the real woke, not the bullshit yeah. kind. You got to introduce me to your friends in Fairfield, too. Even if I don't get the money, I just want to feel like I'm around money, man. That's all I want. It's fun at first. It gets old quick. <laughs> You're just like, <laughs> oh, this class warfare is killing me on the inside. You're like, oh, you you went from uh, Fendi purses to uh, Gucci drapes. Oh, okay. Uh, that's that's cute. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice. Oh, I, so I, once had a, I was once at a party. And this kid looked over at me. We're sitting out on the patio, just smoking cigarettes. And he goes, Dude, I think you're the first black person to be here since slavery. Ah. Wow. So he basically called you an N-word <laughs> without using the N-word. <laughs> For lack of a better word. And then I realized he was probably right. Like, <laughs> this is the Mountain Dew Code Red showstopper brought to you by Mountain Dew Code Red. It literally stops the show because nothing I ever say will ever be more shocking than what you have just heard today on Super Bowl's podcast, comedy podcast, with no message, just laughs for for the fans. Thank you, Dave, for coming on again. You're the fucking man. No worries. Be easy. Stay black, Jeffrey. Happy Martin Brian. Luther King Jr. Day. Enjoy the rest of it. Yep. All right, bro. In, in the event that I'll talk to you before February, happy Black History Month, brother. Stay black and stay strong. Yeah, they only gave us the shortest month of the year. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, but, you know, it, it goes along with the American government. They give us the shortest end of the stick as well. So, you know, it, yeah. Yep, that cold shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, I uh, appreciate you for coming on, Dave. Uh, we're probably just going to wrap it up. But, yeah, just hope you have a great day and have a great day at work, man. All right. Have a good one, Ross. Love you. Yeah, I don't know about saying love him, but, no, nah, let me stop. <laughs> that's, my, that's my trademark. I tell everyone I love him. I really <laughs> I do love that guy. He's like a brother to me. <laughs> and that'll do it. Super Ballers, Ryan, best co-host in the world. Dave, best caller in, in the world. You know, we should uh, we should uh, do a mutiny and just take Frank off his own show. It's not like he's here all the time anyways. Oh, Frank took himself off the show. Oh, yeah, so it's not even a mutiny. He just left it open to tape. I don't need a fucking Rodecaster 7000. Exactly. All I need is my damn laptop and a speakerphone on my broke-ass fucking phone that I got from Metro PCS. Exactly, and literally all of the audio equipment that Frank had bought. Come on, Frank. So, in, su in summation, you're a bitch, Frank, and uh, happy, uh, happy Martin Luther King Jr. Day to your black ass as well. Bye. <laughs>